I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three, this, two, is, one. The Real Brian Show. It is Friday. I'm so excited. Oh, it's the 13th, though. Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, today is the day that you dress up in a hockey mask, grab a chainsaw. Mm, Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. It's rocket. Hey, guys. Don't fall asleep. Hi. I'm coming I, I for you. I can't help it. Yes. Hello. Telling you, creepy. <laughs> welcome. Well, first of all, welcome back, Captain Influence. Thank you. And welcome Always back, even more back, because it's been even a little further back. You like how I'm using back, back, back? so much? Yeah. Mango Droplet. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so good to have you back. back. This is great. It's like a, it's a three. I mean, uh, sorry. No, hold on. This is um, three of us. (laughs) (laughs) Golf. We were talking golf terms earlier. Uh huh. You know, get it, get in the hole. You know, Yeah. I I play golf. You have a threesome. Hey, they say it all the time. We have a threesome up on the first tee. I just can't, I can't put it in the hole though. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you not that good at golf? Can't get in the hole. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Uh, I enjoy golf. I don't play very often, but uh, it is fun. My yeah. mini golfing skills are not on point. <laughs> I can never I get to, it through that windmill. Yeah. <laughs> I used to golf all the time, and then my eyes went bad. And I don't like to. I don't like to golf. I can't see where my ball goes when I hit it. So, are you seeing two balls? No, I just don't see it. Once it leaves the club, I just do not see where it goes. Interesting. That is yeah, hard, you know. That's why you play with the really bright, you know, yellow or orange or pink colors because it's kind of hard to miss those. No, even then, I still can't see it against really? the blue sky. Yeah, huh. or especially clouds. Yeah, but they usually come down. <laughs> they do come down. <laughs> I just don't know where. <laughs> they do. Yeah. FYI, in case you didn't know. And, and the thing that that's really hard is when you're golfing and it's really windy out. And honestly, like we've had hurricane force winds here again all week. Ugh, wind. Stop it now. Up. This is just the way I work, man. <laughs> He's waiting. He wanted to like put it in somehow, guys. I am so tired of wind. Forget seagulls, you know. Wind, stop it now. You haven't seen that video. It's amazing. Oh, I've seen it many, many times. Well, I know you have. It's on <laughs> Spotify, and it becomes one of our gaming songs every week. It's really great. <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone, I have to apologize. My neighbor has a dog out in the backyard, and it's barking like bloody murder. Uh, <sighs> Probably because it's Friday the 13th. So if you hear a dog in the background, that's why. So you know how we were talking about two weeks ago, taking care of your pets? Mm-hmm. Do you need to go take care of your neighbor's pet? No, no. It's a good dog. It's oh, just the oh, neighbor's oh. being neglectful. Oh, so the neighbor, you need to take care of their neighbors. It's definitely the neighbor's problem, yeah. Hockey mask and chainsaw. Come on, it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> that's what you want to put. Put a note on their door. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. <laughs> I love, this funny. is this is great. We, you know, we never talked about April Fool's pranks. So here you go. Usually pranks are supposed to be harmless, not like harmful. Well, if you just put a note Did on the prank? door that says don't fall asleep, that's a prank. Oh. Yeah, I'm not talking about actually hurting someone. No. Because that I wouldn't mean, be a prank. talking about taking care of the pets. Well, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, we like to joke really? around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was it really? No. Say the joke slower this time. <laughs> I actually wholeheartedly agree with Tony that uh, it is the pet owners that's the problem. Usually. My mother and father and brothers had a dog that was actually quite mental. She would run out at cars and make them slam on their brakes and get really mad. There was nothing my parents could do about it. She was just kind of mental. So sometimes it's the dog. That's how she died, by the way. She finally hit a car that didn't stop in time. She hit a car? Um, like she actually yeah. hit it and then the car yeah, like got knocked out of the way? In Mother Russia. Mother Russia. Mother Russia. Dogs are bigger. 
Dogs hit cars. So there. sometimes, sometimes it's the dog that is the problem, but usually yeah. it's the owner. You're talking to a human being who doesn't believe in having pets. So really, I'm how about caretaker? Is caretaker better than owner? Sure. If you're like fostering pets that need a home, sure. But like in general, I feel like we do a little bit too much over domestication of animals and oh, yeah. people keeping animals indoors when they shouldn't be or not taking care of them when they shouldn't mm-hmm. or just breeding pets for the sake of breeding pets. Like mm-hmm. if you're saving a pet from a pound, by all means, go forth and have it and cuddle with them and whatnot. But if you're like buying pets that are bred specifically for a certain purpose and now they're like inbred and have a they can't breathe on their own because pugs have the flattest face ever. Like, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, you ever heard pugs breathe? It's so funny. Yeah. 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 yeah I think there's a purpose in the place. But it's like a practical standpoint, though. I don't think I could give a pet the amount of love and attention that I think they deserve. And they also just don't smell great. Even if you wash an animal and it's nicely washed and everything, the concept of another thing. Or not thing, but another <laughs> being near you that is covered with hair. They're going to smell. So Wookiees are off the before. table too. Wookies. A Wookiee is off the table. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. If I want a fluffy thing, I'm going to go with like a pillow or something. See, I agree that owning pets is definitely not for everybody. True. Yeah. And I do love pets, but I like dogs. But I totally agree with you that most people domesticate dogs too much. Like you know, training them to sit and shake. I mean, that's cute and all, but it doesn't actually help an animal because it's an animal. So those kind of things actually are not helpful for dogs. They become accessories. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's fun. You, mean you don't okay, want but... to carry them around in your like pink side purse. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh. They're, they're, a, they're an emotional support <laughs> animal. You don't like the stroller pushing the dog? <laughs> oh, We've no. had that conversation. Or a cat. Yeah. We oh. have a friend who has a cat stroller. And yeah. I, I think that's just like demeaning to the poor cat. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but like, I question that too. That. Like what's okay. So let's be objective here and say, why do people feel the need to do that? Because maybe there is a reason and maybe it's legitimate and maybe the it's actually not as crazy. The stroller is for a being that cannot walk or else you yeah, took them around Disneyland all dang day and they're tired and can't <laughs> walk anymore. There's like 99% circumstances where like animals do not need a stroller the only reason for a stroller is that they can't walk or like they're maimed so they can't walk and they don't need a stroller they, they have like a pet roller <laughs> have you you ever seen the dogs where like they have no back legs because yeah. of whatever and they have a little you know they they get like strapped onto this little roller and yeah. but they still use their front feet and they pull themselves along we had a yeah. greyhound he lost one of his legs he actually ran faster than I could at full speed on three legs. Just oh, on three legs. Oh, he didn't even have an extra foot. No, he he was a tripod and, you know, oh. Skippy. And he, man, <laughs> he ran <laughs> faster than I could on three legs. Granted, yes, he's a greyhound. But, I mean, I would say within days, he had already adapted and was completely back to normal. I mean, uh, you know, not full, the, fully normal. By but the it was way, amazing. people, we are not endorsing chopping off a leg. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he had, a, Just to see he had cancer. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking right now the loose Rubis tea that I was talking about earlier. Finally, actually on the show, it's got cinnamon and orange pieces, orange oil, and I steeped it for about an hour and it is so good. Nice. That sounds good. Just wanted to share. Yeah. It's fantastic. Rubis. Yeah. Rubis. 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 I made the mistake the other day of drinking like a new green tea I had at like 11 p.m. I had palpitations for much of the night until about 2 a.m. Dude, oh, I've been dealing with palpitations, too. What's up with this? Uh, well, yeah, shouldn't probably be drinking like a high dose of caffeine. Yeah, at well, nighttime. That's true. And I'm not, but mine's I, from the I pain. did. Yeah, I fully to. admit that is my problem. Isn't palpitations, problem. aren't they fun? They, they suck because then I was like, I had anxiety on top of it or like yeah. the palpitations cause the anxiety. It just like was a whole thing. It's a vicious cycle. They make, make it hard to breathe. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, and I, I'm now learning all of this great stuff because I'm experiencing palpitations. Apparently, almost everybody has them. Most oh, of yeah. the time, you just might be more sensitive at other times or people are more sensitive than other people to it. And I was oh, like, oh, I wouldn't say most of the time. And there's different reasons for palpitations, right? Like you could have an arrhythmia and that's no bueno. That you should probably get checked well, out. Well, sure. Or else you're just have an elevated sympathetic system where like, you know, it's the whole fire flight thing and you have 
hormones coursing through you and so like you have an elevated heartbeat and then you're also more elevated more noticing your heartbeat or you also might have high blood pressure i'm sorry don't get me started this is what i do <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> yeah anyway. i took my blood pressure yesterday and i was uh, it was high the highest i've ever clocked but well, i'm well, pretty well. sure it was due to stress ah uh, yes 140s over 92 or something oh, like that that's not I mean, well, for it's me, good, that's high. But it's not bad, right? Because I know yeah. people who have like 210 over 180. That's wow. not good, guys. You should be hospitalized. Yeah. We need to give you meds. And like, no, no. I'm typically running yeah. in the one teens over 70s. Yeah. I was donating blood the other day and was 90s over 60s. And they're like, Whoa. can we take blood from you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It's great. So I had low amount of blood that night. And then I also drank green tea, like very caffeinated green tea. I the consolation of things probably ended up me having those palpitations yeah. <laughs> and stress. Well, Brian, you're not alone. I know. Well, I feel like we're all very stressed right now. A lot of us are. Yes. I would say you're not incorrect. In that. I'd be fine if it weren't for this dog. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is, is going through all of these palpitations and just saying, Hey, I just want to making sure, you know, like nothing's wrong with me, which I don't think there is. I think it's probably stress mostly. I've had some very interesting interactions with professionals, whether it be through, you know, the medical profession as far as like appointments or other professionals and various meetings and stuff representing their companies. And I'm not talking about just friends or random people. These are actual professionals, you know, that I'm connecting with in some form or another. And how but this, strangers. Yes. Like I don't know these people, but it's amazing how extremely disrespectful and short tempered and defensive and angry and mean all of these people have been within the last couple of weeks. And I'm huh. like, is something going on? I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot of it has to do with stress, but what's going on? Is there something going on that people are just upset about? Is it all the wind? Yeah, probably. You mean this wind? That's are you just terrible. like upset at the wind? I don't like wind. It's my, I hate wind. I just, I'm no. the same exact way. It makes me super nervous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we get 50 like mile an hour steady winds really for days. Windy. There's so much fun. <laughs> Let's get 50 mile an hour winds. Yes. Huh. Okay. I mean, it's better than like 95 degree weather or 105 degree weather. Okay, so I might be dealing true. with that right now and I might be bitter about it. <laughs> when it's windy, I'm going to call you and you can just share your wind joy with me and I'll calm down. Okay. There you go. Well, let's go get a kite. Yeah. <laughs> Fly a kite. All of a sudden, <laughs> you get lifted up. <laughs> like, whoa. I didn't Perfect. think it was that strong. That, that means your kite's too big, Brian. You got to scale it down with it. What? Yeah. Hang glider? That'd be fun. <laughs> Fun. You wouldn't even need to jump off anything. You could just like stand there and you'd get lifted up and probably never come back down. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Residency update. I imagined emergency medicine in LA. Nice. Oh, she going to UCLA. Yeah. Well, exciting. congratulations. Yeah, Thank congratulations. You. It was my number one choice. So oh. my dad, there's actually this picture floating around on the internet that the school took. When my dad found out where I went, he like <laughs> screamed, yeah, and like had his hands up in the air. And it's just really cute because, you know, he, we're first generation Americans. My dad and mom came over to the U.S. when they're in like their early 20s to ensure that there was a good life for their kids that mm -hmm. they were going to have one day. My dad's a physician assistant. My mom's a nurse. And so like it's just something that he's been like, yeah, I'll go be a doctor. I'm so excited that you could do that. So That's awesome. Really when are you moving there? I am moving in June. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Part of my stress has been filling out the, all the dang paperwork and like, it's like, Oh, now you have life insurance. Where do you want the money? Who do the money do you want to go to? And please fill out all this paperwork and that paperwork. And what do you want to do about your retirement? And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm still a kid and I don't understand this. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually yeah. a kid, but like dealing with all that paperwork reminds me that I don't know how to adult yet or that adulting is hard. I don't think that that's ever easy for anyone. Yeah. We're still struggling with all of that stuff, trying to figure all that stuff out. It's not easy. And, and honestly, if like, if you don't really know what to do and not to mention, there are so many options and there are so many things that may or may not be good. It's just like, mm -hmm. ah, it's overwhelming. Yep. I understand. Yep. Well, I'm glad you got your first choice though. That's amazing. Thank you. And UCLA is a great school. I know it was, it was kind of hard choosing where to go because California just has so many great options, but yeah, you made a good choice. It's close enough to family. Great program. Great resources. Couldn't go wrong. And then Mad Scientist, I hear, is going to Salt Lake. He is. Yeah. So I'm you guys are just like, yeah, splitting, splitting paths, but hopefully keep we in are, touch. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but it's exciting. There's only one spot in the program he's going to. The people there are unbelievably nice. Like he good. did good for himself. 
Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good. I know people were asking. They're saying, really? what's, what's going on with uh, Anna's residency? I said, oh, oh, well, then I'll just ask her. Oh, yeah. No, all things are good. Good here on this front. Yeah. And hopefully I'll still get to be around. We'll, well see how so. intern year goes. Yeah. You know, tell us what's going on. Give us updates. And not to mention, it's just fun to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank you. You're too sweet. <laughs> I think we should do like a, a Twitch recording of our gaming sometime. And Oh, then you, you all can hear my, my gaming. Yeah. Game. Only if Anna can be on it. <laughs> and Mike has to be there too. Mike and Anna both so that it can actually be interesting to somebody. Because otherwise, it's, it's just, I love you guys, but it's like a great sausage fest. And then they're usually <laughs> playing really terrible music in the background. Terrible? <laughs> terrible. Well, okay, let's be, let's be fair here, though. You've got, what, 10 of us, half the time between 7 and 10 people who are throwing out all different, you know, styles of things they love, which is hard. <laughs> but I have to be honest, I'm so excited and was very surprised that we all agreed on one song together, or actually one group is yeah. Odessa. So we, let's just That's talk about true. Odessa really quick. Let's do it. We all love Basically, them. We love Odessa. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> let's talk about that. We love them. We just all love We all agree on it. You guys should all listen to them. Everybody should or else you're, not, you're dead to us. To explain Odessa to folks who don't listen, I would say they're kind of like a chill electronic house music-ish. What would you guys say? And it's spelled O-D-E-S-Z-A, by the way. Yeah. It's very hipster, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so pop but it's open beautiful, your apps, blue ribbon and crank yeah. it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have three songs on my Spotify mix, which, again, it is The Real Brian's Gloriousness. Don't look up The Real Brian Experience. That is a fake imposter. 10 out of 10 on the chode meter. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Meter? I don't know who this guy is. Oh yeah, but. lots of things have developed since you were on last time. <laughs> a- apparently, <Yeah. laughs> no. He, um, I, I don't know. He's probably a cool guy, and he has some good music on there actually. But it's not me. So the the one that I like that's brand new is Odessa with Naomi Wild. It's called Higher Ground. It's a little different. I wouldn't say it's as housey. I don't know what the term is actually. It's a little more poppy, but it's still very much Odessa, very much awesome. But a moment apart, yes. And yeah. the one Tony you brought is it's only that's it's only song. it's only I'm obsessed with that song, yeah. but pretty much, you know, we celebrate their entire collection. Sort yeah. Of. Usually I use like Amazon music, put them down, play a whole playlist of them and enjoy yeah. the whole thing. And chat. so, mm, good. yes. So when you are on Facebook mango, looking at all of the drama going on in the white house and also with Facebook, which I want to hear about this, do you use Odessa to calm you down? Or do you actually like totally nerd out on this stuff and you're just like, oh my gosh, endorphins come in. It's like a dumpster fire that you just kind of sit back (laughs) and like eat some popcorn and just go, well, I don't know what to do about this. Like for all the people that decided, but you know what? I want the elections to come out the way they do because it's going to be like a reality TV show. Congratulations. You have won. I don't think anyone could write a TV show better than what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> I don't think House of Cards can be more crazy than what's going on nowadays. Yeah, so, but see, yeah. but unfortunately, with a television show, you can just turn it off and on at, at will yeah. and, and watch it at your leisure. Yeah. You can't do that in real life, and that's no. a little scary. It is. The update with the Facebook thing, right? There was uh, hearings by both the Senate and the House of Mark Zuckerberg, although they kept on calling him, what did they keep on calling him? Like they couldn't say his name. They called him Zucker, Zuckerman. Zuckerman. Yeah, they called Zuckerman. him Zuckerman. Zuckerman. Yeah. <laughs> I think some people are calling him Mark Zuckerbot. Thank you, Reddit, because like Zuckerbot, <laughs> very like robotic. Yeah. Or very well trained. They apparently like hired the best, you know, trainers in how to do this stuff. So. He uh, did a hearing for the Senate and the House. And, like, the Senate was the first one. It was particularly bad. Like, it was very much like, have you ever tried to teach computer to your grandparents? This was, it was that situation. It was them trying to understand oh what the gosh. internets were. The um, internets. <laughs> the internets. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the Facebooks. It just is painful. And you're like, how are, how are you supposed to expect them to, like, really put together meaningful policy to help? control this issue and then the house came along interviewed him the day after and they did a little better they're kind of known as like the younger folk Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. comparing the senate and the house and so they kind of asked quite a few more pointed questions and they sort of did hold him accountable for like the privacy things that 
that Facebook has not been doing. There's still still a long way to go for them to know. Yeah, it makes yeah. you wonder if there's anything that can anything really you know fruitful that could possibly come out of it. Well, they did do a, during the house hearing. They did a better job of kind of asking him like, "Can we control you? Like, we have a commission on trade or a commission on like energy?" Kind of comparing what the rules are for, for like internet privacy would be to like other rules or commissions that we already have existing they might be able to come up with something but it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's all in vote especially since like we occupy a lot of our lives on the internet like yeah. especially us in podcasts and whatnot so this all affects us very interesting. much interesting interesting yeah did you hear the latest uh firing from trump's cabinet uh which latest dr evil literally, like, every day <laughs> Do- dr evil i think it was a jimmy fallon special Oh, okay. I'm going to go see that. It's fantastic. It was good. And I think you'll appreciate because some of that stuff refers to what you were just talking about. So I will definitely watch that. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to post it in the show notes. Yeah. Speaking of videos really quick, I have to also share this one. If you really want to frustrate any roommates that you live with, you know, whether that be an actual roommate, whether that be, you know, uh, a spouse or whatever, have or fun. Or Yeah, your pillow if you want to frustrate. So there, <laughs> Team Coco did a hilarious thing. And I just want to say thanks to Ben for sharing this one because this one. <laughs> Also will be posted in the show notes. You've got to go watch both these videos there. They're worth it. It's a good laugh and it's a good way to smile. Have a better day. All right. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. All right, Captain Influence. What are you nerding out about? I'm always a little late to movies, uh, with the exception of the primary one we're going to be talking about today. But um, Ready Player One. Yes, Ready Player One. <laughs> in case and, you uh, wanted to know what we're actually <laughs> what our primary conversation is going to be about. I typically wait to see most movies when they come out on, on DVD or whatnot. And I finally saw Blade Runner 2049 a couple weeks ago. Shoot, and, I was supposed to see that. I'm even later than you are. Oh, wow. Well, oh, I feel a little yeah. better. Yeah. But, <laughs> Holy cow, was I uh, was I impressed with that film? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting much because I didn't think that the previews made it look very good. In my opinion, other people have said otherwise. So I went into it not expecting much, and I thought it was better than the original. And mm-hmm. I really liked the original, so I was very impressed with all aspects of that movie. So it completes a trifecta of sequels that are better than their predecessors but then i came up with a fourth one so a quadrifecta a quadfecta oh which was aliens yes terminator 2 yes and now blade runner 2049 mm-hmm. and but then i realized wait there's also the chronicles of riddick and yes. it's which which is way better than pitch black so yeah. so there are four four science fiction sequels that i thought were much better than their original yeah i would agree wow. with those i don't usually see movies that i really like anymore and so it's always exciting to me when I find oh, them that they I like. Movies, they're, <laughs> I know, they're right? so bad. What are they making this trash nowadays? I honestly, I really honestly feel like, and, and again, this totally, it's totally subjective and it could be a generational thing, but I really feel like Hollywood has thrown in the towel over the last 10, 20 years. Yes. Uh, and at least compared to the 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 nineties and the eighties and you know they they've always made bad movies uh, mixed in with the good ones, but I feel like the frequency of good movies has diminished, and good equals however you want to see it, obviously, but mm-hmm. from my perspective, I think that they've just been kind of kind of thrown in the towel, just kind of going meh lately and and once in a while they throw out a gem that I just really appreciate I think maybe percentage wise definitely has gone down but i don't know the pure amount right because nowadays we're making even more movies than we ever did the question is yeah actually access them see them right i'm sure that the stuff that hollywood is pushing nowadays or like promoting or advertising for yeah it's not to the caliber of what they used to be but there's like a lot of few gems where you're like oh wait they got snubbed Mm -hmm. no one knew about them yeah. True. We're overwhelmed with the quantity of what's out there now. Dennis Villeneuve, who did Arrival, which was the first oh. episode I was with you on, Brian. Uh, yeah. I think I think that Blade Runner 2049 was his opus for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with well, that. It's fantastic. So, harkening back to the good old days of movies, shall we talk about <laughs> Shall we begin? Yeah, we shall begin. <laughs> so I, okay, first of all, Oh shoot! Spoiler warning. Spoiler yeah, yeah, we, we we should say that. Spoiler warning. Now, granted, I've had some, I've had various conversations with many of you saying, "Wait, let me go see it first before you talk about it." And I think most of you have already, thankfully, or you will this weekend. But yes, this is a spoiler alert. All right, Ready Player <laughs> One. Let's have some fun. So, oh, that rhymed. Holy cow! Oh, not plan that one. That was awesome. Poet. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and there was an article I read by the way too. Um, going back to what you were saying, I think going with this because they were talking about Ready Player One and they were talking about 
sequels and how Hollywood has gotten lazy with stuff. And it's like once in a while, you'll see these gems that will come out because it's like, hey, look, here's something that's unique. It's creative. It's original. And then you've got all these other things that are it's just like the world of sequels and reboots because it's the built in audience thing and it's lazy and it's easier. But Ready Player One, granted, was a book first, as as most of us know. Did you both read the book? Yes. yes. Okay. Twice. Although sadly I didn't read it in 2012 and apparently back in 2012 when the book came out, there was like a whole Easter egg hunt itself where like if you oh. found the link to whatever was in like the hardcover of the book, you went to, you finished the first two stages and then whoever finished it in a certain amount of time, then you could go on to stage three, which was like whoever was the first to set a world record in a set of games would then win uh, DeLorean. Oh my gosh. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, so that is. I didn't even know about the book until like 2016, 2015, somewhere in there. So that's too bad. 2015. Right off the bat, I would say the um, Ernest Klein did help write the screenplay for Ready Player One. And the premise of the book still stands, but the actual nuts and bolts of what was part of the The details Mm -hmm. details completely different. They wrote different parts to kind of fill mm-hmm. those some criticisms before were like it's celebrated too much of quote nerd knowing only the nerd things in order to be able to be like the true chosen one i've mm. heard that argument somewhere mm-hmm. um especially after gamergate there was that whole like issue of like are you a true nerd or not a true nerd oh. i think this this movie did a good <laughs> job kind of sidestepping that and instead it was more like are you a nerd of creator of the of the oasis right that's the whole basis of this mm-hmm. It was more like, oh, I do you know his life very well or like his about his life and thus being able to solve it in that regard. I think they did a pretty good job while, while still not losing all the references that people have and all the nostalgia that people would love. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I think they did do a good job. I personally, though, it like didn't feel like it hit the mark as much, even though like I grew up in a place where I don't necessarily know all the nostalgia things. I I started gaming pretty quote late in life not really late but like i didn't start until i was in my late teens early 20s so all those other nostalgia things are a little bit harder for me to get a grasp of but i think i enjoyed it in the book better just because you're able to explore that more in the book even though this movie was over two hours long it still felt very short to me because of all the things they tried to squeeze into there and then Mm. also i felt like there wasn't really great character development like i didn't have any attachments to like anybody and and yeah. the romantic subplot was very jarring mm-hmm. um and generic and, and generic yeah. yeah and like very cliche in bad ways like even though they like made a little wink to it they're like yeah we know this is cliche it was just still like oh god this is so cliche and it wasn't in the book either <laughs> it was actually very well done in the book to the point where you're like oh i want them to get together yeah and in the movie right. kind of like eh, okay yeah, they in the book they 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 actually meet face to face at the very very end of the book or something like that, right? Whereas in the movie they meet much sooner it's and like, it's yeah. just yeah. under different circumstances. So and you're yeah. just like, what, 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 yeah. what? Like, <laughs> where'd you come from? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a really good analysis of it. Really, honestly, I, I completely agree with you. I, I loved the movie. Same thing though. I went in expecting it to be very different, which they said it would be. So you know, I'm like, okay, I'll expect that. But, you know, it was the same kind of thing where it's like, I loved the book. The book was exceptional, but I also really enjoyed the movie knowing that, hey, this is a different story. But yeah, mentioning, you know, the the character development, the romance, you know, I'm, I'm putting romance in quotes here. You know, that was yeah. so much better done in the book. So much. I mean, like you were really engaged with them. You were invested in them. You this I won't give away in case you want to read the book. There were some things that happened to certain characters a little differently in the book that mm-hmm. I really loved and it was powerful and it was emotional and and it didn't happen at all in the movie. And you're just kind of like, Oh, that's too bad. And interestingly enough, this is something else I pulled out. Yeah. The book was like chock full of eighties nostalgia. I mean, that's just something Ernest Klein loves. They made holiday, you know, like just same kind of thing. Love the eighties and the book was eighties. It was like the future with eighties and the movie what I felt, and, not, and I'm not necessarily opposed to this, but I, I felt that this is why I think so many people didn't like the movie as much, is yeah. that those who read the book and had any kind of connection to the 80s, whether you grew up in it or not, they identified with it. Like, that is like, but, this is me. This is my book. And this maybe is felt my... a little snubbed. Yeah. And so in the movie, 80s references are very watered down, and there's a lot of 90s references, 2000s references, modern day references. Current. References. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, it was felt much like, more current. Yeah. It felt like instead of trying to target like Gen Xers, let's just say that Gen Xers and maybe even like older millennials, 
Um, everybody. The movie was trying to target everyone. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, well, if you don't have a specific target in mind, then nobody really identifies. It's kind of like everybody gets something, but nobody really well, gets what they want, if that makes sense. The thing is, like, yeah, Holiday's love of the 80s and all those other Easter eggs and whatnot didn't necessarily come through. Like, that was easily very missed. Yeah. I think they did really good character development for Holiday in the movie in terms of his, like, personal being and who he is. But and you definitely, and how he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you didn't get his love of the 80s as much. The way they changed the competitions or whatnot, the ways to get the keys, so it just felt weird. Especially for me, the first getting that copper key, I was just like, wait, this is, we're already in them trying to get the key. This is <laughs> yeah. strange. Yeah. I don't like it. Like, it didn't totally go, different. Yeah. Right. Completely 180 degrees different than what it is in the book, too. Right. So, yeah. And you're like, they had five years and they couldn't solve this riddle. Like, <laughs> It was not that that first one I was not a fan of. Yeah. I saw it with my wife and my brother and his wife and our wives had not read the book and my brother and I had, and we were both huge fans of the book. We came out of that theater. My brother and I were both very disappointed and my, and our wives were both very happy with the movie. They loved it. So if that tells you anything, I think anybody who hasn't gone to see the movie yet, if you haven't read the book, you'll probably like it. It's actually a decent movie if you take it for what it is, but if you've read the book, I don't know if you can help but be disappointed in the movie. They changed more details than they strictly needed to, in my opinion. Well, I mean, so I understand, like the fan yeah. favorites, the things that we loved in the book, didn't even get any homage or like. Yeah, they went a little too overboard with the stuff they changed and the amount of stuff they changed. But you have to expect them to do some of that when they convert a book to a movie but the Mm -hmm. fact that klein helped write the screenplay does help a little bit in my mind and again like i said i i've i've thought about it a lot since i saw it and even though i was very disappointed after i saw it now with a couple weeks behind me i realized you know it really wasn't a bad movie i'd still recommend people go see it Mm -hmm. i think the cleverness of the book was lost yes yeah and that's it was dumbed down really the 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 movie was a dumbed down version of the book basically yeah. Not that the book is super cerebral either. It's just. No, it's just not cerebral, like, but it's like yeah. fun and like trying to solve mysteries. Yeah. Very much as like, hmm. Well, and I'll say this, uh, Tony, because you said if, if you've read the book, you can't help but be disappointed in the movie. And I wasn't disappointed in the movie because I expected it to be not as good as the book or different than the book or whatever the case is. I wasn't pleasantly surprised, but I was like, this was great. I enjoyed it. So I wasn't disappointed. Now I want to go back and reread the book because it's been, you know, almost three years since I've read it okay, I saw a great story in the movie and I loved it and I want to watch it again and I want to look for the 140 something Easter eggs that are in it. But now I want to go back and reread the book because the book is just a different story. It's like reading yeah, two and separate that's a great stories. Attitude. Yeah. I appreciate I, that. I think I just like really was disappointed because of the lack of development of the high five. It really, yeah, that's yeah. true. That kind of came out of nowhere in the movie. Right. And you're like, wait, yeah. they're the high five now. And wait, who are these two Asian kids? Wait, why do they trust them? I don't yeah. get this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why? Instead of Shoto and Daisho, it was Sho and Daisho. And it, why? What, why is the name Shoto kind of offensive in some culture? I, I don't know about. Yeah, that's why would they too. change that one syllable? It's just kind of weird. And, well, and also, like, who is this, the in-game evil accomplice man? Like, I don't remember him existing in the book. Oh, um, I rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was a friend of, of H uh, in the book. He that's was one of right. H's buddies. And he yes. betrayed them. But in the movie, he's just, he has nothing to do with them. He's, he's just a, he's a gun for hire, basically. And that betrayal was powerful. Yeah. 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 They, why would they take that out? It was very strange. Like he was a weird accomplice person that didn't need to exist. They didn't do anything with the storyline. They didn't do anything with him. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think that Spielberg pooped this movie out, if you will, without putting (laughs) as much of his, without putting as much of his genius into it that that we're used to seeing from Spielberg. At least what we're used to seeing from a couple decades ago, Spielberg. I honestly think that he jumped the shark with Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. And so we really, I mean, if, if you end up going to see this movie and if you have seen this movie and you thought, oh, this is not a good Spielberg movie, I guess we shouldn't be too surprised because he did make the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Well, things with so Spielberg did phenomenal as he always does with the visuals. The visuals in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. The fight scenes are wonderful. Like you can appreciate them, you can enjoy them. Definitely felt like marketing had a hand in terms of being like, oh yeah, you definitely should have Ninja Turtles there, and you should have mm-hmm. some Call of Duty guys and maybe Overwatch Halo there and this yeah. and that. And you're like, 
okay, well, I, I 100% know Spielberg had zero decision on to who he included there mm. because, like, <laughs> he definitely does not play Call of Duty. I was, well, not probably not definitely, but he probably yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get John Williams because we know John Williams and Spielberg tend to, like, join yeah. up. But this time, Alan Williams Silvestri. was working. Yeah, Williams yeah. was working on the post. The, the soundtrack was disappointing. No, was dis- I need to bring that up. Yeah, I was very disappointed in it. it. It was generic, and it, it. Well, here's the thing: it felt like a Forrest Gumpish style. And if you listen but, to the yeah. end title, we're going. This Fair sounds enough. like Forrest Gump. And so for me, it wasn't that the music was bad necessarily. It just didn't fit the movie at all. It didn't feel like and, a sci-fi and, movie. It's disappointing because recently we've had phenomenal pastiches, right? We had mm-hmm. a Guardians of the Galaxy is probably one of my favorites, right? They did a really good job of mixing the sci-fi feel with like 80s yeah. music is 80s, 80s. <laughs> His was 80s, yes. <laughs> yeah. And 70s. Um, so they did a great job there. This, okay. I, I, I can see where you're coming from on that one. It didn't yeah. stand out. It didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, exactly. I think did okay. It, it blended like, in, which is not what you want. Soundtrack should like help drive the movie. So here's an, yeah, your good point about that. Like there were what four, maybe four 80 songs in the movie. And you know, you look at something like guardians yeah, of the galaxy and you'd have like 20 or 30. So yeah, that's where they, they like, needed. More. Yeah. yeah. And they were quiet. They were like yeah. in the background. I mean, they didn't have that, that jam out five seconds of the song that you typically hear in a movie like that, where right. they just blast the the music or whatever for 10 seconds. And and then put it back in the background again. It was always more or less in the background. And it was just maybe with the exception of Van Halen's jump at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That's it. But it was really short too. I don't know if Spielberg was the right director for this movie. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't as much cleverness it's as like, I was hoping. It's like he was looking for something to do. Right. Because like I sat, so I stupidly sat to the end of the movie, hoping that I would have like a little Easter egg because that's what this movie is like all about. There's none because Spielberg as a rule refuses to do Easter eggs. And I think like if that is a rule for him, I think that should have been a rule to say, oh, maybe this movie's not right for him because if he refuses to to do Easter eggs, then like this probably isn't the right movie for him. I think Joss Whedon would have blown this out of the water because that's his style. Yeah, that's his, that's his Good thing. Point. Do you think they were trying to, cause okay, going back to like Shoto, you know, I was, I was just thinking about this, you know, Shoto is a Japanese sword. So are they thinking, well, that's too violent. So we don't want anybody to represent that. And so we're going to water it down to show, you know, and cause they watered or, down so much. Or it's like, oh, we really want Chinese audiences to, to see this and they don't like Japanese people. So let's just make this a non uh, Once again, you're trying to appeal like to everybody. Said. If like I was I said, Japanese, I I'd be offended. There had to be a reason for it. such a tiny detail change. And oh maybe gosh. you hit the nail on the head, Anna. Who knows? I, I do have uh, <laughs> feedback from the green butterfly on this one that I wanted to play, too, because she had some thoughts on Ready Player One. So I'm going to play that right now so you can hear it. Cool. Hi, this yeah. is your Eye in the Sky green butterfly. Oh, my goodness. Ready Player One was absolutely amazing. I love when a book comes to life on the screen. And I don't mind either when they make changes because that just makes it more exciting for book readers. You never know what's going to happen. I like that there was changes and surprises in this film. Like I noticed there wasn't a joust section, but I never played joust as a kid, so I wasn't too sad about this. I was, however, sad that there was no Pac-Man section because I loved Pac-Man. I'm pretty sure I had Pac-Man fever, but perhaps they couldn't get the rights for this. I didn't so much love the zombie sequence and the shining stuff. While it was cool and awesome because it was a new section that I wasn't expecting, I, like H, hate scary movies. So that part was pretty creepy for me. I really like the overall themes of this book and film. That you don't need to be rich to win this game, but you do need your friends. You just can't go it alone in this life. Everybody needs people to live life with. And it doesn't matter if they're near or far. There are many people that I've met since I've started interacting with podcasts that live far away from where I am. But that doesn't make my relationships with them any less meaningful. Just like Wade met all those people in the game. Just because he met them in the game doesn't mean that the friendships they started there were not as meaningful as the moment they met in person. After all, Brian was just a shadow when I met him. And I had no superhero name at all. And now we've been friends for years. And I'm completely confident that someday our friendship will cross into the real world. I give this movie 9 out of 10 second chance quarters. Have a super week. Green Butterfly out. 
<laughs> Some great thoughts there. Second chance quarters. I love it. Very cute. Yeah, and thank you, by the way. That was that was very nice. But yeah, no, some good points there that I, I didn't even think about rights. Duh. You know, what if they didn't have joust rights? Good point. Pac-Man rights. So yeah, that's a good point too. But yeah, really good. That's really crazy good themes. though. It's, it was a Spielberg film. He he needed to pull a Spielberg right. and get he has the rights. He has rights to how everything. Much did, how much did they pay to get like Overwatch and Call of Duty and all the other people just to like have this show the image on the screen? Well, I bet right? Overwatch paid them to say, we need more marketing. Maybe that's yeah. that Who knows? Might be the case. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe thought, that's why they got Spielberg on board because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get all those things. Who knows? Interesting. Uh, Tell yeah. you what, though, back to the soundtrack. One more thing I wanted to say about that was that I feel like if they had put more thought into the soundtrack, there are movies that we've all seen that where the soundtrack made the film a much, much better movie. Inception, mm-hmm. Inception. Oh my all gosh! Inception, yeah. Inception, Inception. Hans Zimmer. Pirates? Uh, Hans Zimmer. A Beautiful <laughs> Mind, Fifth Element. Yep. A Beautiful Mind was um, James Horner. I've been listening oh, to James. James I've been listening James to James Horner. He did. He did Braveheart. Yeah. He did. He did Titanic. Uh, right? he did Titanic. Oh, he did that Avatar. Was amazing. Yep. Star he did Trek Aliens. Two. Did you know? Yeah. He did Star Trek two, yep. three, and four. I think he, didn't he did do four. Aliens. Those movies without those fantastic soundtracks, they still would have been good, but Not, that just added a yeah. huge oomph to them. And I think that this movie could have been the same way. Well, interestingly enough, some of the strongest scenes in Ready Player One were ones where like music was almost absent, right? Mm-hmm. That were mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. And by the way, I love Alan Silvestri. I mean, he did Forrest Gump. He did you know Back to the Future. He did it, which by the way, that little you know nod to the Back to the Future theme when he throws the Zemeckis cube. That was awesome. I loved that. He could do that. So I love Alan Silvestri. I just, for some reason, you know, he needed either more of a back to the future type score, less of a Forrest Gump type score, or they needed somebody like Hans Zimmer or someone like that. Just totally or he's different. just not used to doing like what I said before, pastation, like more homages to previous things. So this is the mm-hmm. ultimate homage movie. Yes, true. And so you need to get, it's a very different type of music writing than just coming up with a really great score yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah you have to incorporate things from before and having great sound editing to know when particular themes and cues should come in right it's very different i will say th- it didn't feel like two hours some people complain that it was very long but i did oh. not feel like it was two hours it felt no. a lot shorter and i was like wait that's done yeah. <laughs> well and that two hours isn't i mean to me that's not very long and and blade runner was blade runner 2049 was almost three hours long and mm-hmm. i kept going oh why is it over already keep going yeah so it just depends on the movie <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true you do need to see it again i mm-hmm. missed quite a few things even though i read the book because this is such a drastically different movie it is worth seeing more times to kind of understand it more I feel like if you haven't read the book, though, you wouldn't have a very clear understanding of how the Oasis itself works and how the political dynamics of that is. I mm-hmm. felt like it was a little yeah. bit rushed or skimmed over. What it means to actually live or be in the Oasis, I felt like kind of yeah. was lacking. It was sort of taken for granted. Yeah. Yeah. One thing everybody's mentioned about the movie, and I, I think we all agree, the stacks where Wade cool. Watts lived mm-hmm. were, were spot on. Yeah. yeah. From what, what you imagined in your head reading the book they did a really good job with that yep it was literally what you would have imagined and exactly um, when he goes into his little like van you know his yeah. gaming area yep. exactly what i imagined too yep yeah wrong I city will. right concept <laughs> yep. yeah. i will say though like that whole like fake out of trying to be like oh is this scary person is he following him like i felt like it like had like a moment of suspense and I was like, wait, who the heck is this person? But at the same time, after that was all resolved, I was like, wait, I feel really like gross and cheapened out like that. They put that in there now. Mm. Yeah. I thought they did H very well as well. They cast and did H as a character pretty well. I don't remember if this was the case in the book, but did they have H in love with Wade Watts in the book? No, I don't think no. so. Right. There wasn't this like weird whole like unrequited. I kind of do love them, but not really. Thing. Mm, I don't think so. I, I hope not. So. I don't know why I have that that feeling. In my I head, think it though. might have been a slight interest, but nothing really ever came about it. Nothing weird yeah. happened or anything. It wasn't. I don't think it was a plot device. Yeah. I did watch um, another review somewhere that talked about how yes, it did feel like the love that love romance situation was very strange or like very forced. But on the other hand, it could be a commentary of like relationships that people are making nowadays about how like sometimes the internet can kind of feel more real than the real world and like there's social isolation and so people don't know how to really engage in those topics very well i don't know how much i buy it i don't know if i really felt like the movie necessarily sold that 
Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting. I also really did appreciate who was the female actress for Artemis. But I think she did a really good job. Of the movie, I felt like she was my favorite actress or actor in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think she yeah. did a great job as well. I also pictured the Oasis differently too. I think it was you. I don't know who brought it up, but the idea that the the Oasis felt more real life in the book and in the movie it felt very digital. Yeah. It was very cartoony. Yes. Yes. And that's not how I that's not how it was described in the book. It felt like real life. You were just not in you, you know, know like, I, yeah. I don't remember if in the book I don't remember in the book if they really went to the detail of describing the textures and stuff that were in there. They just, it, they just made a point of saying that, you know, people went to school in the Oasis and they did everything in the Oasis. And, yeah. Oh and yeah. I thought, there's nothing about school. Nothing I thought he, that's nothing that they don't, they don't talk about in the book so much, but, but Spielberg showed, especially in the beginning of the movie where all the people in the stacks are all, they all have their headgear on and they're all doing their different activities yeah, you get to see them outside the Oasis, what they look like when they're doing stuff, you know, like running in place or reaching yeah, for stuff. Yeah. And and that part was kind of taken for granted in the book. So that was kind of interesting. But It was easier to suspend belief when you're reading the book. Like, you don't have to think about, wait, how does it actually work? Like, how do people actually feel they're in the Oasis when they're clearly, like, in a house sitting on a chair? Yeah, how do the haptic rigs actually work? And that's right. another thing I thought they did. Yeah fairly well in the movie they made a point of doing the movie well they, was, they tried to but like, like the showing movie. that treadmill that goes multiple different directions and stuff i thought that was really clever yeah, uh, that was yeah. Cool. but if anything in the movie it made me have to like think about it a little bit more and i spent much of the time thinking wait how do they actually fix that because that that would be a huge technology that would have to be explored more like this whole idea of them dancing in that club and like mm, doing yes. somersaults in the air there's zero way they could have done that in real life or at least not in the rig that he was that's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. And uh, they didn't show what they looked like outside of, of the Oasis when, we did, when they did that stuff. So good, right. good point. And how do you ensure that you're actually having the right amount of resistance when you're punching someone? Or how do you actually have pain? Like, why do people like hack it so they don't have to feel pain when they're fighting? And so it's no problem if you're fighting. Yeah, well, you're overanalyzing this, Anna, and you're just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Quit good nerding. questions, though. <laughs> or like, why couldn't you just, if you Avatar died, why couldn't you just like re-sign in, make a new account, go back in? Yeah, voila. yeah that's a pretty harsh rule. When you die in the Oasis, you have to start all over again or yeah. whatever that is. It's like, really? There's an interesting book, and I, I talked about it a, a while back on the show. It's called Awaken Online. And I think he's got two books plus like a, it's not like a full third book, but it's it's like a side quest kind of book. Travis Bagwell, it's really, really interesting because he wrote it just recently and to me, it almost is like we loved Ready Player One, but here's my version of Ready Player One with a very different story. And here's answering exactly what you just questioned. How okay. do I feel pain? And, you know, what I happens if I log out and, you know, what's my penalty and stuff, but I don't lose everything. It's very interesting. And I thought his explanation of logging into something like the Oasis, I mean, even though it's a totally separate story, is so much more realistic and so much more explainable. And you're just going, huh. Wow, that what, that would be interesting. What is this book again? Awaken Online. Okay. Yeah, go is check it out. A, is it kind of a more of an explanatory one, or it's actually like a story? With no, it's a story. Things? It's a it's a fiction sci-fi. You know, it's you know you're in the future. Same kind of thing. They're logging into their games online, except it's all about one game versus like a a whole world. But it's really cool. cool. I think you'll like it too. It's very much a. Um, I think if you were to take. You know, like World of Warcraft, Guild Wars, Skyrim, some of those games put them all into this one little game, except it's like full on virtual reality and it taps into their brain. So they feel and hear and smell everything like it's right there. It's very interesting. Like Travis Bagwell, you said? Yeah. That's good. Uh, Good series. I just say go see the movie anyway. I mean, if you like this style, if you like the genre, go see it. Even if you read the book, but go and expecting it to be very different. Don't expect it to be like the book. If you've never read the book, go see the movie and then read the book and you'll get a different story and it's fun and it'll explain things that you might have questions on. Don't do what I did and sit till the very end, hoping that there's going to be an Easter egg because there's not. There is a great website that you can use. It's called mediastinger.com and it will tell you whether or not there are things during and or after the credits. I try to go into movies like being a blank slate. In this case, I probably should have like at least known. Is it going to be like the book or not? Because the whole time I was like, "What? When are they going to do this?" Oh, well, no. This not. isn't a spoiler <laughs> thing. This is just telling you: is there anything during or after the credits? That's all they tell you. 
So like if you, you go know, there, mediastinger.com, ready player one, no extras during or after the credits. Okay, I won't sit through it. Exactly. But it could save you twenty minutes of your life. You know That's what? true. <laughs> I'm just Your common help. sensing is not helping me here. <laughs> You're not I'm sorry, give Anna. Give me back the 15 minutes of life. Those that 10 I out of 10 chodes, you know, on the chode meter totally screwed you over and we should go after them. I did. I did. All right. Well, I think, you know, I, I was going to, we were going to talk about other stuff, but this is the way it always works. We have plenty of notes and ideas and topics to talk about, which is great, by the way. It's, it's better to have too many than not enough. Otherwise, we're sitting here going, so um, I don't know what you guys want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hardly, I hardly know what to talk about, even when I know what to talk about. Brian. Here's the problem: whenever we get on, like whether it's you and me, or whether Anna, it's you and me, or whether it's the three of us, I, I don't think we ever have enough time. Nope. Oh, we could go on forever. We're, just, we're very long winded individuals, but it's great. I love it. No, I'm, I'm saying this is a great thing. Like, I'm not complaining. This is wonderfully long winded. It's a praise. Poignantly long winded. Poignantly, poignantly <laughs> gifted is more what you're trying to say. Uh huh. Those uh-huh. who are long-winded, well, there's the long-winded ones that put people to sleep, and then there's the long-winded ones that are gifted. Just like hearing, or just like hearing themselves. Oh, and well, then there's true. us. I like hearing gifted. my voice. Don't you? <laughs> Why else do you record the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate Brenda. <laughs> did you just? Did you hear? Like Christine was talking about Brittany the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you both for joining me this was this was great i kind of like having this three-way thing going on yeah always glad to be on yeah me too but just let me know brian oh i will you know what the music <laughs> means yeah here's what i'll do i'll just be like uh, hey guys can, can wait can, can you come on today like in, in five minutes come on threesome yes i'm yes. always down Woo! ready to rock it all right realbryanshow.com in the show notes will be a ton of links that we talked about today so go check them out including mediastinger.com by the way which is you know it'll save your life have a wonderful week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.